Hey everybody, it's Dee at Twin Flame Stories Podcast, and this is sort of like a bonus episode. It's actually going to be episode 44, Um, but I just wanted to stop in because there has been a few questions, and I felt really intrigued to touch base about them, and since we had a short episode this week, and I missed last week, I thought, well, I'll pop in and touch base on what's happening with these few questions that our community members have had and hopefully it'll make more sense to you guys all right so first of all we were talking about social networking like is there something we want to do um to get together to have a place where we can have like ongoing chat without really giving up our identity so one of our members, community members, had mentioned that possibly using GroupMe would be a good idea. I guess we can password it, and you have to have the password to be able to join. So I'll go ahead and look into that for us. I know before when I've signed into GroupMe, I've used my Google account. So I'm not sure if there's other alternative ways to sign into that. I'll look into it more over the week or the next week or two and I'll let you guys know. And so that was one of the things that had come up. And another thing, I was chatting with another twin and we had a really good chat and we were talking about past lives. And the person was saying like, I. Not to quote, but in general, like, it sounds so weird to say that. Like, they feel like maybe, you know, it sounds a little crazy. And I I got to thinking, I don't know if I had shared with you guys about the past lives that I've experienced. Because we were talking about past lives with our twins. And how that can play into what's happening now. So I have definitely experienced past lives with my twin and I actually had a meditation where there was a regression into our past lives and they were fascinating maybe unbelievable even some of them but it really gave me insight to what is happening now partially for me the lesson that I got from seeing those past lives we had I believe when I saw the vision, it was like five, possibly five different ones. I'll have to go back and look. But anyhow, the lesson for me in seeing those past lives and like experiencing them again and how they ended, because the ending part was what was imperative for me to understand that when it ended, my twin was always the one who left in these particular lifetimes that I was able to experience again. And so in those past lifetimes, he would always be the one that left. And so it was affecting my level of trust and also like abandonment, feeling abandoned. And I knew at that time that that was something that I needed to heal. And of course, it doesn't happen right away. I've gotten a lot better at trusting and healing or trusting and not feeling like 
people are abandoning me. Um, but it's always a work in progress. I think sometimes something will come up that triggers it and you end up slipping back a little bit further than you thought. Like sometimes I think I'm doing really good. I've, you know, really made progress on this one area and something comes up, triggers it. And I end up shooting backward, like a little bit further than I thought I was going to go. And I'm like, what? I thought I healed this mostly, you know? So I just keep working on it and keep going forward. So I will look back also into my notes about the past lives um, meditation that I did because I had written it down because it was so fascinating. So I'll go back and look and see if that's something I can share with you guys. And I don't think I've shared that here with you. I'm going to have to start taking notes, I think, because I really don't want to go back and listen to... 43 episodes to find out exactly what we discussed but I tried to tap into a couple of my dear friends and ask them do you remember talking about that and I don't think we've I don't think I've shared it but I'll, I'll go over the notes and episodes and things and see if there's anything in there about that so that will be coming that obviously is going to be a few weeks out because we've got three like I said we have three stories at this point and so if I talk about past life regression it won't be until you know a good four weeks or so out all right now the thing that I wanted to address and this is very very sensitive because it still involves people I love dearly so you know how I've been talking about this paradigm that shifted recently for me. And there was some question about what it was. And not that I have to tell you, I, I don't have to tell you, but I think it might be insightful for other people. So I was thinking about this paradigm that if I do share this information and somebody listens to it, who doesn't understand what I'm going through, they might be offended. And I'm, I'm going to do my very best to put a disclaimer in here right now that if you're someone I love dearly and you don't know what I'm talking about, my, about my recent paradigm shift, and or you do know, you think you might know, but I haven't, totally disclosed everything to you and you're still in this paradigm I just want to give you a heads up that it's not directly related to our personal relationship with each other I still love you dearly my thoughts on this particular paradigm may seem extreme to you but I have good evidence to believe that what I know is correct and if you happen to listen to this, I'm speaking to my loved ones, if they happen to listen and they're still in the paradigm, I don't want to discuss it with you. This is my opinion about what's happened with me, my story personally, and it's really not open for discussion on whether I'm right or not. So I hope you 
if you are listening, if somebody happens to get a hold of this, that you'll continue to love me because you've always loved me. And there's many other pieces of me to love besides being a part of the old paradigm. Okay, now that the rest of you are completely confused, I will tell you. So way back at the beginning, I kind of briefly spoke and you all might not have heard every episode. That's totally fine. Some things might call your name. You might just want to listen to stories. You might just want to listen to Mary's diary. That is totally fine. But in one of the early, early episodes, I did share a little bit about myself and that Um, Before I came to be awakened, I belonged to a religion that was very old. And I'm not going to give any names to it. But I, like when I awakened, I felt like this wasn't the place for me. This practicing this religion was not the place for me. And I really struggled with that decision for years. So approximately four years. I mean, I really had the shift actually back in 2000, but did my very best to hang on because I felt like that's what I had to do was like stay who I've always been for the people who are around me because that's what they expect. Like I'm here for their, their purpose. And Anyway, in 2015, when I met my twin, and not like a whole ton of information I put out here anyway, it makes me so vulnerable, even just saying that sentence. So in 2015, when I met my twin, I had that huge awakening, huge awakening. And I knew at that point that I was leaving. I just didn't know how to leave. And... There was part of my mind that was still in the mindset that I had to stay. I had to be who I've always been. Like I couldn't break that paradigm of who I was. I wasn't allowed to break that. That it was like a sacred vow. Like I had to keep it. I had to stay there. I had to dress that way and and live that way and pretend I was somebody that I really wasn't. I wasn't being authentic. And I did share, you know, I, at that time, well, actually, it took me about two years before I was able to share with my soulmate that this is what's happening to me. This is who I am. Yes, my soulmate does know I'm a twin flame. He hasn't asked much more than that. And I don't think he really wants to, and that's fine. He doesn't have to. Um, but he knows that all of the spiritual stuff is happening to me. I don't think he understands it at all in any way. And, and I apologize to him if he's listening. He, maybe he does, but we haven't had open conversations about it. It's more like a discussion, like this is who I am. This is what's happening to me. And he reiterates it to me. Like, this is what's happening to you. Yep, that's what's happening to me. And it's not like he's exploring it. And that's fine. He doesn't have to. So anyway, I just wanted to clarify that also that, yes, he knows I'm a twin flame. But I'm not sure he understands what that means. 
So anyhow, when I came, so in 2017, I had this conversation with my soulmate that, listen, this is who I am. And I don't see things the way I used to. I've had an awakening. I'm a twin. I'm, I have to be authentic. I can't keep being somebody I'm not. And I get, you know, I, he had the option, but I did encourage that he could stay and on the path with me and accept me for who I am as my authentic self, or he could choose to go a different way. And at this point, he still chose to stay. And so since 17, so 2017 to 2019, I made sort of like a pack that I would continue to attend at this religious venue because that is who he married. So it was not for my benefit. It was for his benefit that I would still go and be by his side and continue to raise our family in that type of environment because that was sort of like what I felt like our agreement was that this is how we started out and he has not shifted away from that religion. He still is. So what I want to tell you is that this shift that happened with the paradigm is I chose to leave this religion and it was very difficult. It, it was really, really difficult, but that altercation I had with that person and even though it was such a dark experience, I really feel like that person gave me freedom. And I was able to make a decision based for myself. And I did discuss it with my soulmate also that, you know, this is what I want to do. Because I never want him to feel like he's being railroaded. I always want him to know that he has free will, even if it's not what I want him to do that he has free will to, you know, say, like, this isn't working for me. Like, if you're not going to be a part of our old pact, then it's not going to work out. And so we did discuss it, you know, like, that was the most terrifying thing for me. I might cry, but that was the most terrifying thing for me was that he would say, yeah, it, it has to be over. I But I took that risk because it was time, you guys. It was, it was time. It was like when that person had that altercation with me and it was so dark. But yet it was like this little gift of freedom. I can't even explain it to you, but it really cracked things for me and really propelled it forward. And it was just time. I could just feel it. And I, I know a lot of people are very scared for me because they do think I'm going to go to hell. Um, but I know in my heart of hearts that it was time for me to go and to set myself free. And so what I want to say about 
being free from this religion is that the more I heal um, from it, the more I realize that they have very cult-like tendencies. And I actually did a questionnaire. It's called the BITE model. This might actually be really good information for yourself that if you're in a group and you're not sure if they're using mind control to keep power over you, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why humans would want to do that. I don't really understand. But this bite model, it's actually developed by Steve Hassan. You can look him up. He's an author and a therapist. And he has a few books out. One is, um, I can't remember the title just off the top of my head, but it's, I think it's Combating Mind Control and something. Oh, I should, I'll look it up for the next time. But anyway, he has a couple books out and his model is called the Bite Model. So the Bite Model, and I don't have this written in front of me either, so I'm just winging it. But there's four sections, so each letter stands for something, and it's all about control. So each section is a control section. So behavioral control, information control, the T, I can never remember what the T stands for, but it's a, some other type of control. And then the last one is emotional control. And each section has anywhere from, say, eight to ten bullet points about groups that are using mind control, how the characteristics of it. And I went through that and checked off what applied to me in my circumstance, in my experience. And I basically checked, say, if there was 10 in there, I checked eight out of 10. If there was eight in there, I would check six or seven out of eight on, on each section. So the number of yes, 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 this is the techniques that are happening, is very obvious, at least to me. It's very obvious from my experience. And so that, my friends, is what has happened, is basically I feel as though I've left a cult. And... Like I said, I, I don't want to offend people who are still in that group. Um, I have no ill feelings to anybody in particular in that group, except for the one person that continues or had continued to abuse me until this point. Otherwise, I have no hard feelings for anybody, but I do feel that it is my choice to be free and to be individual. I can be an individual and that's okay. Like that should always be okay. No matter what, if no matter what group you belong to, you should be able to have individuality. That should not be taken away from you. That is a basic human right. So just something to think about for yourself that if you think you might be in a group that could be infringing on your human rights, 
please, by all means, you can reach out to me. I can get you that information that you can tap into. Um, Steve Hassan also has a website. I think it's called Freedom of Mind. You can look that up. And there's actually quite a few, like, groups that these different types of organizations, not mine in particular, but some of these organizations that do use mind control, they have many other side groups, side ventures, side businesses, etc. So that's just something for you all to think about. And I just wanted to clarify what my shift in my paradigm was. And I when I got that question in my email, and I do appreciate them, I really appreciate your questions. I'm, I just felt really compelled that maybe if one person's asking, there might be a whole lot of you who are thinking the same thing, like, what was your paradigm shift? What happened? And that perhaps if I shared my story, that there might be other people who are stuck in similar situations. And I definitely have a ton of material that I could send your way that you can read, listen to, look at, join. There's groups you can join, etc. that may help you decide what you need to do next. So I just wanted to put that out there. And I really appreciate the person that wrote to me and asked me the question. I will get back to you personally also. Thank you so much for asking. There's never a question that I don't think I would answer. If there's something I don't think I would answer, you know, I would be free to say that to you. Like, I just feel like that's too much information to give or, you know, mostly I'm an open book and I want you guys to know my story as well, just so that you know you're not alone and that we can power through this. All right, so I just wanted to give that guy to you guys. And yeah, I, I feel really happy to be free. Like my heart is really happy. My heart center is super, super happy to be free. Um, my brain, on the other hand, sometimes thinks that we are depressed and I believe it's just because it's such an enormous shift in my life literally it's the biggest thing I've ever done I don't I don't think there's a bigger paradigm I could have shifted you guys than this one so I think it's just because it's so enormous like literally this we're talking about my mind like where my mind was where my mind shifted, where my mind is going to go. And of course, my mind is attached to my soul and, and my heart. And um, I think just because it's such an enormous change that my brain is a little bit exhausted <laughs> because of it. Just par for course, like when I, I listen to Steve Hassan talk and he does say there's quite a bit of things that can happen when you leave a group like that. Um, you know, addictions can flare. 
there's an increase in anxiety, depression, mental health, um, mental health issues, I should say, or like troubles, difficulties. Um, there's an increase in um, suicide, sadly, which is is terrible because it can be it can be very lonely. You can feel completely isolated in a room full of people. But I have been like super fortunate. I have a really amazing group of people that I love outside of that group. And the people that I love inside of that group have continued to love me despite my choice to go. I hate to think that you know, they they think I'm going to go to hell. I don't like that part of it. Um, not because of I'm worried about where I'm going, but that would be torture. That would be torture to think that somebody you love is going to go to hell. And I feel bad for them that that's what they think. But they have to deal with that emotion on their own. It's not mine to handle. So... Anyway, the point is, is that I, I feel like I've been really lucky that I have such a great support system. I've been doing all kinds of work to heal. And I know in the long term, this is going to be incredible. I know this is like the opening. I can't even explain to you guys. This is almost as powerful as my initial awakening. It is so powerful. I, I just can't even tell you, like, I'm just on the edge of it right now, this new place for me. It's a, it's like a new land that I've never explored and I'm just standing on the, the border of it. And I can tell that it is going to be so big and it's, I think it's really going to shift things for me. So anyway, I just wanted to clear that up. And if you're experiencing anything similar to that, please, please, please feel free to reach out to me because I can give you as many resources as I possibly can. All right, you guys take care. And next week, we're going to have a fabulous story. I'll be working on editing it over the next several days, probably. And then the next couple of weeks after that, we'll have a couple more wonderful stories. All right. Everybody take care. Namaste.